Welcome to the Peace at Home podcast. I'm your co-host, Sinan. I'm Ben. And I'm Jamie. Uh, mouthful. My Jamie's mouthful. Yeah. Um, also, our music is by Jordan. There you go. See, we're getting good. It's only took, it only took 25 episodes. But I feel like I finally got good at it. <laughs> that's like, is that like a nine ta- That's nearly a year. No. Yeah, it must be nearly a year's worth of episodes, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're, we're fortnightly. And we had mm. a break for Christmas, and we've had half term. Yeah. It, it, is, it is a year. Well, it's been more than... Well, actually, yeah, this, I think the day we're recording is exactly a year to the day of the first episode coming out. Good God. Yeah, wow, that, that's a really weird coincidence, actually, that it, it lined up like that. Uh, I have that, been... Oh, had a happy birthday bottle. to us. Yeah. I'm going to check the stats on the Bulgur King episode real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the best episode. Meet me at the Bulgur King for an ass kicking. Yeah, if you want to listen to that, go to the bonus. Uh, go to the Patreon. Go to the bonus. Yeah, that made sense. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Fuck that. Never mind. We get the jest. We get the jest. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Um, <laughs> okay. So. We, uh, we're, we kind of screwed up, or I screwed up, I should say I screwed up, because what I've done is, is something I've never done before, and is I've been too detailed and too slow, because it turns out there is an election happening in Turkey sooner than I thought, and now some people might point out that even if it happened when it was scheduled to happen, I would still have run out of time. Mm. Shut up. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> um, shut up. Wait, wait, coach, don't say that. Um, <laughs> find, find someone else to say that poison to. Yeah. The timeline where that was like pertinent information is not coming to pass, so fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Go to absolute hell. Yeah. Simply do not do that. Um, but, but yeah, the election's on May 14th, uh, which is good because that means I can do a stream about it because it's the week before I go to Lithuania to see Rammstein. And that means that the runoff will be, if there is indeed a runoff for the presidential election, will be the week after I come back from Lithuania. So, really, Erdogan has done me a huge solid with this one. <laughs> like, as far as, like, early elections screwing us over go, this one has come out remarkably good for me. So... Yeah. Fair play, Erdogan. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Uh, although, yeah, anyway, look, there's there's all sorts of fucked up cursed shit to talk about, as you might imagine. So, we're going to have to do something, which is something I don't want to do, but we're going to have to, like, fast forward a whole bunch. Because we were in, like, 1970, basically, when we ended the last episode. We're going to have to fast forward a whole bunch to about 2013. And what we're going to do each episode from now on, uh, while we're in election mode, is we'll do, like... I, th- the benefit of the fortnightly thing was that we didn't have to be, like, topical. Mm. And we're still yeah. not going to be topical. Don't worry about it. No. Uh, we're going to be well out of date by the time the, video- the videos... I'm thinking about the other thing I do. The episodes come out. Don't worry about it. But we'll do a little update so people know where we are when we talk about election stuff. And then we'll do the history bit that I pick out. Because I have to pick out particular bits from the past decade to talk about. Because we don't have, like, forever. In fact, how many episodes do we have? Let's see. One, two, three <laughs> episodes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, 
shit. Uh, <laughs> hold on, no, wait, hold on. I may have counted that wrong. Hold on. One, two, three, four episodes. Okay, it's only slightly less bad than I thought. Um, and I'm eating up valuable time here. <laughs> yeah, game faces, everybody. Yeah, it, sorry. Let's dive right in. episodes will be a double speed by default. Oh, yeah, like, I'm gonna... Just because this is the one where I have to set us up for 2013, it's gonna be a bit slower. But, okay, so here's... What everything that happened in Turkey in its totality from 1970 to 2013. All right, we ready, everyone? Uh-huh. So in the 1960s, late 1960s, a bunch of political violence starts. You remember those debate clubs I mentioned? Uh huh. Yeah, they became a left-wing uh, militant group. Anyway, um, this is what Twitch is going to eventually become, clearly. So left-wing militant group, and then there's counter-violence by uh, right-wing and religious people. So then you have the 1971 coup. But basically, the 1971 coup, they looked at Greece, who also had a hunter, and they were like, hmm, yeah, this doesn't seem like it's going very well for them, because it's fucking shit. So what we're going to do is we're just going to put, we're going to make it so that the government is ruled by, like, reactionary forces in the parliament, and then we'll just sort of move on. And that'll fix everything. Turns out the 70s in every single Turkish news report is referred to as the chaotic 70s. Um, oh. Every single foreign report about it. The, it turns out the military coup escalated the violence. And the fact that basically there were no majority governments at all in the 1970s and all of the governments kept collapsing because they kept having to do deals. Remember that Erbakan fella we talked about last time? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. they kept having to do deals with him and he kept changing sides. <laughs> Um, but we did get the high point of uh, the Republican People's Party. The last election they won, um, which will be relevant, uh, I believe it was the 1977 Turkish election. Huh. Yeah, it was. That was the last election the Republican People's Party has ever won. Not the last one Bülent Ejevit has ever won. But it was <laughs> the last what, last work as he gets another crack at the whip in the, uh, in the 90s. Um, which is long political careers. But it's the largest number of votes any explicitly any party that's at least pretending to be left of center has ever got. Forty one point three eight percent. Now mm. I, I will I will say that like one of the interesting things about Bilan Tejevit in the um in the seventies is he lived in like state housing. Um, he basically had like a a really old shitty car. It was like remarkable. And the BBC described him in one of their like uh, things. We're talking about the seventy seven election. They were like. Uh, he's a curious mix of intellectual and mob orator, which <laughs> maybe maybe reminds us of someone I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> hmm. a, a sort of ascetic personal existence as well. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And he, um, and also that BBC report was great because they were like, "There's no doubt that if the election was simply between Mr. Ejevit and Mr. Demerol, Mr. Ejevit would win handily because he was like obscenely popular, like." He, like, everyone believed he was going to fix the country. It turns out it didn't happen. <laughs> um, uh, whoops. Whoopsie doopsie. Um, Hate when and, you have one job to do. Well, yeah, and then th- there's a great... Th- I, I want to talk about this BBC thing I found where they were interviewing um, the three major party leaders in Turkey at the time as the, defined by the BBC. You will notice that one of them, Nejmet Erbakan, is not involved. So and guess who was put there instead of him? So you had Bülent Ejevit, fine. He's the leader of the largest party. I think he gets to be a major political leader. Mm-hmm. You had Süleyman Demirel, who was leader of the opposition, fine. And then you had Alparslan Turkesh. Ah! 
And I'm not even kidding. They interviewed him and they said, well, what about this Grey Wolves institution that people claim you have? It's like, we don't have any such institution. We have the same institutions as every other political party. <laughs> and the BBC were just like, yes, very interesting. Thank you, Colonel. <laughs> what? Like, what? What is this fucking bullshit? And then they just let Suleiman Demerol go on and on and on about how Blunt Ejevit is a communist and a terrorist. Oh, interesting. It's interesting, yeah. Mm, yeah, not, not, not the BBC's usual format, is it? Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and then Blunt Ejevit was explaining, like, no, I arrest communist and fascist terrorists. Like, I, yeah. I'm against both because I'm a centrist. Like he's not he's not even especially centrist. Like if you try to run with Blent Ejevit's policy program in Britain, you would be murdered in the streets. Excellent. Like you would probably have been killed. Like it was it's wild. Also context, it is the seventies and he did desperately try to fix the country, I guess in his own way. Didn't really work. Um <laughs> Just complete because here's how bad it went. Basically, the chaos kept escalating. There was a point in Turkey when there were like double digit number of political assassinations per day. Jesus Christ! Per day between like left wing militia and right wing militia, and there was um, that is some fucking grind set you're on over there. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now to be clear, that that's not like politician high profile politicians. It's like members of the various groups shooting each other. But there was one very particular murder that, like, really was why the BBC were there doing that report. Was a was the uh, famous was a famous journalist who wrote for Jumriyet, I think, um, and he um, all of the party leaders showed up to his funeral because they were like, "Oh, it's such a huge deal." You know, you know, in Suzerain, where you have to go to the funeral of that um, of that guy. Well, you don't have to, but you go to the funeral of that uh, that very famous yeah. communist. It's kind of like a, a ideologically inverted version of that. Oh, I get you. Yeah, it's kind of like, and like, obviously, everyone went. Um, and to and you know, so Suzerain clearly based on. So I had someone reply with the most cursed shit on my Suzerain video because it keeps getting views for some reason. And they were like, "Someone should make a game where you're a patriotic resistance trying to remove the globalists." And I'm like, "You can fuck off. <laughs> um, you can fuck right off with that shit. Get the fuck out of here." The like, did they not watch the video? <laughs> <laughs> like did they did they fail to pay attention to what was being said and by who it was being said? Anyway, also also they did make a game called the game about that. I think it was the one the Ku Klux Klan put out. It was called Ethnic Cleansing. Is that a real game? It is. I'm it's not a... gonna. Pl- I think it's banned on Twitch, so I don't think I. Could yeah, play yeah, it yeah. Well, I wanted to. It's like a '90s shooter, and it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is, is it, it like... like is it like Reverse Wolfenstein? <laughs> I think it might be. Yeah. Oh my god. I was going to ask if it was like America's Army, where it's like competitive, but both sides see themselves as the clan. <laughs> but yeah, the, but, the clan versus Op Four. But yeah, basically the chaos escalates, and um, I think the final straw was the assassination of a former prime minister. Because see, in 1971, the coup government appointed a bureaucratic prime minister, a gentleman called Nihat Erim, who was very unpopular because he. Uh, when he was a member of the Republican People's Party, voted in favour of executing some of the members of those debate clubs we talked about. Uh, um, so in Turkey, uh, when the death penalty happened, the parliament had to vote on whether to carry out the penalty or not. And hmm. uh, the, the centre-left, nominally centre-left party, voted to execute the communists. Now, did that sour a few things <laughs> between certain groups of people? Yes. Did now, that mean Nihat Erim was assassinated by a left winger? Possibly. I'm just thinking, is this 
a, a, a left wing purge, or is it just do they really hate debate bros? I've, it's a. It was basically <laughs> to look tough. Mm. It was a. It was a looking tough thing. Because remember, um, this is back when Inno was still the leader. Like remember, he had been very soft on the student protesters, and that made him a communist. So now he has to look a bit tough on these student protesters, <laughs> who, in fairness, did kidnap American soldiers and then demand do to do, to do full communism. That wasn't really what. That's kind of like an executive summary. But that that, that sounds cool and good as hell. To be fair. Oh yeah, yeah there's there's like TV critical shows. support. There's like TV shows about that period. It's really weird because that period of time you could never talk about it for a while, and now there are like TV shows about it, and they're not like horrible. But like we we all, um, my parents loved watching it for reasons. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, do I need so, to put you in touch with a good text to speech guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're, we're not. We're not keeping that bit in, don't we? <laughs> no, we're absolutely not keeping that bit in. But yeah, that's one hundred percent true. By the way, the bit that's not on the record is one hundred percent true. But I'm oh, not. I'm nice. not dropping whoever it was related to and uh, <laughs> dropping the minute because that would be a very bad idea. Oh no. But, any- but anyway, <laughs> yes. Um, oh, I was trying to turn on the lights I have in my bedroom, but I forgot I got a new bed, so my, like, weird, you know, YouTuber lights are not on the new bed yet. So are, you in the, are you in the fucking Die Here in chat earthquake bed right now? It's a fucking <laughs> terrible bed. It might as well have been Die Here in chat. It's fucking terrible. Anyway, I'm going to do a whole video complaining about landlords, so let's not, let's not get me too deep a whole in that video, right now. A whole video complaining about landlords while entombed in the auto coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, look, we go, we, we're trying to fast forward and it's going slower than usual. Okay, okay, all right, the deal well, is... What are you going to do about it, mate? This is your circus and we are your monkeys, so... Yeah, I've really fucked it here. <laughs> I feel like saying the thing I said that's not making, making it into the episode may have derailed it quite horribly. Yeah. Anyway, so basically 1980 coup because the country is functionally ungovernable. Uh, there's a military dictatorship for three years, uh, well, without any parliament. And all of the former party leaders are banned from participating in politics. And so oh. when they actually decide to have new elections, uh, they have new political parties, right? But all of the political parties are kind of like nudges and winks towards the old ones. Uh-huh. So, you know, and they're led by people who were senior in the party but weren't, um, you know, weren't banned. So um, I think in 83 it was Hulk Partisi, right? Okay, the People's Party. Oh, who's the HP? Who is that referring to? I wonder who that to? could be. I wonder yeah. who these, these not-democratic party guys are as well. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the Democrat Party is back, and it's in a, one of the electoral alliances <laughs> in Turkey now. So um, let's not... let's not. Um, but this is... We've mentioned one of these parties before, um, which is UNAP, because remember, remember BAP? Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah, how could we to, forget? Yeah, how could we forget BAP? It was a troll move on them, if you'll recall. But basically, you, you had uh, Hulkja Partisi, sorry, not Hulk Partisi, Hulkja Partisi, the Populist Party. They sound oh. pretty good. Um, but, you, you, but the winner of the election was the largest man to ever govern Turkey, Turgut Ozal, 
who uh, the person who uh, made our graphics has a very, very funny anecdote about, but it's not ours to tell. So if you want a picture of Turgut Azal um, for Jamie and Ben, there you go. That is, that is, and so, so there's kind of a split. So Unup is, is uh, the Motherland party, right? And the party kind of ends up splitting, sort of, its base ends up splitting between, you know, Unup and uh, the True Path party. And so the distinction here is you should understand Unup as like purely neoliberal party. It's very much like a very neoliberal uh, socially conservative political party to be considered distinct from uh, the True Path party who were much more what in Turkey is called populist. Nah. You know, it, it, it's... It, it, yeah, Özal very much in the sort of Thatcher position. He was he was so dedicated to his reforms, which uh, significantly ruined the country, uh, that he he basically made a deal with the hunter to to be prime minister. Lovely, love a deals guy. Yeah, deals guy. He's a large deals guy. Uh, his his nickname was uh, the enemy of the worker, and a bit of, <laughs> there was a bit of fat shaming in the second part of his nickname. Um, <laughs> so. Damn. Don't think I'll get into that, but they did. But they did. Um, they did. Part of his nickname was the enemy of the worker, which is true. He was the enemy of the worker, and should have been regarded as such, and was. Um, and actually, I did. Oh, I can't tell this anecdote because it's gonna. Ah, there are so many anecdotes I can't tell on this episode <laughs> about this particular period because it will get specific people in trouble. But uh, it's a family friend as well. It's not like it's not like the other one where it would have been a really fucking bad idea for me to. Have <laughs> uh, this would still be quite bad. <clears throat> but yeah, it's it's not important. Um, but there's also a third party, the Nationalist the Democracy Party. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's 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 a bad party. Um, you can you can guess what they're about. Um, but yeah, the party ends up um, sort of splitting between the Motherland and True Path parties. So you know, and some of them end up remaining uh, part of uh, a political party that whose English name appears to translate as the Liberal Democrat Party. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but it's a different, but not to be confused with the other Liberal Democrat Party, whose 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 logo is a stoned dolphin. Oh, great! It does does remind me of how like Turkey, Britain, and Japan are the same country. They've all yeah. got a Liberal Democrat Party, and it's yeah, shit. yeah, they all do. Now, the eighties, uh, we who we is though? Moved... Who is the Turkish Tim Farron? Oh. I mean, a lot that's, of people think that's the, the noise you want when you ask a question. That's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to investigate because I'm not sure that there's a political party equivalent to the Liberal Democrats in Turkey to then have a because they wouldn't put up with having someone who's as socially conservative as him in the party. Yeah. <laughs> they genuinely wouldn't like in Turkey. New parties are formed like fucking all the time. No one, yeah. no one ever gives like. New part, like new part. There are at least like five new parties every parliament. Like no one, and a lot of them get MPs to defect to them. Anyway, it's it's yeah. That's it's how it should be. Thing. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Every, every group chat on Twitter should be its own independent party. Yeah, that's right. The independent group brackets Gapesian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we're going for. So, the, so there's something interesting that happens in the late 80s, which is as Turkey, because in the 87, the military dictate the president, military president is is gone. He's going to be replaced relatively soon. So he's easing off. And new political parties are being formed. 
uh, and some bans on people's participation in politics is being lifted. So you have the True Path Party led by Suleiman Demerel. No. Suleiman Demerel's not, you know, well, you know, it wasn't quite a neoliberal in the way Turkutozal was, I guess. And also, to be fair, he had a he had a an ego, let's say, the Turkutozal. Mm. He had a bit, you know, he was a as the BBC described him, the confident right wing populist. No. He's not gonna. He's not gonna let Hugo Ozal fucking get all the glory. But there was. There is a new political party, the Social Democratic Populist Party, uh. the SHP. Huh, SHP. Interesting. And you might be interested to know that the leader of that political party is Erdal Inonu. Ah, uh. the son of Isma Inonu, and um, <laughs> they really leaned on uh, that this sort of thing in this time period because there was a left wing party that was well left wing, uh, sort of Republican <laughs> People's Party sort of spin off that was led by Bulent Ejevit's wife. Oh, cool! So they were leaning into this stuff, <laughs> but yeah, so Social Democratic Populist Party, uh, Errol, the, the SHP would eventually merge with other political parties to form um, to form. Uh, the Republican People's Party again. It would it would come back. Yeah, the Republican People's Party is banned, by the way, in this time period. As are the MHP. Um, you know the, Dem- the Democrat Party again, Justice Party. <laughs> they're all they're all banned. <laughs> they were all banned because they were the military government was like these people fucked it, so they can't be allowed to back in. And instead, now we've got the SHP. Yeah, uh, well, one a- of these one of these days we're gonna finally fucking nail down the Democrat Party, but. Not yet, seemingly. Yeah, and also, if you want to see how, how unhidden it was about what the SHP were, <laughs> look at that party logo. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may as well have made it six arrows. They may as well have fucking done that. <laughs> like, they, like it's, it's such a fucking bad... Everyone knew, everyone knew, but no one gave a fuck because they weren't going to win. He does become prime minister, acting prime minister eventually, but he does it sort of out of obligation rather than, like, out of winning elections, which, you know, is a shame. It's, it happens, yeah. You know, Turkey has a much more sort of coalition-y kind of culture. In, in a way, a bit like Japan, because uh, very funnily, uh, the Liberal Democrat Party in the 90s, around the time that we're going to start moving into, of Japanese fame, did do a coalition with the Socialist Party, who were their ideological enemies for most of their existence. Incredible. And they let, the, they let the Socialists have the Prime Minister spot. Because they that's were so desperate. The pinnacle, to... the pinnacle of sensible adulthood, though, isn't it? When you make friends with your enemies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, the, the thing is, we're they just were lucky so... it wasn't like the Nazis for a change, you know? Yeah. They were so desperate to keep their. Because um, I watched the video about this, so this is why it's on my mind. They were so desperate to keep their sort of governing experience because the Liberal Democrat in Japan's big selling point is we are literally the only show in town. We are the only people who have been in government. You have to vote for us. Otherwise, yeah. what? You're going to have some random socialist who's never been a minister before try and govern? How do you think that? And also because they do pork barreling, <laughs> to be very clear. Very effective pork barreling. That's why you have, like, high-speed rail that stops in, like, villages with 14 people. <laughs> Damn, you're saying building infrastructure could be an election winner. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, it's very strange, that. That but sounds anyway. fake and made up. <laughs> lies, <laughs> lies. So the nineties are what the last bonus we talked about the nineties a bit because it involved the infamous nineties car crash scenario, but made yeah. it Turkish. <laughs> well, 
Anyway, you should listen to the preview because that preview does not do the whole episode justice. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and the nineties are similarly chaotic. You have coalition government after coalition government. Some of them are relatively stable, but we end up in a situation where the uh, welfare party, Refapartisi, who are um, ruled, uh, ruled, okay, Freudian slip, governed by Erbakan, led by Erbakan. And Erbakan becomes prime minister, and he's the first Islamist prime minister of Turkey. This is a huge fucking deal, and it obviously makes people very anxious and insane. Hmm. I imagine the military would have been kind of bristling at the time as well. Oh, oh, absolutely. The, the hope was, because um, Tansu Chile was the junior coalition partner, her hope was that because if she was made prime minister or she was deputy prime minister, that her credentials would mean the military wouldn't step in. Because she's like, no, I'm one of the good, like, I'm good, like, you all know me, like, I'm, I'm all good with the secularism, don't, don't, like, make a thing out of it. And obviously this is around the time Erdogan becomes mayor of Istanbul, which is a huge fuck, that, like, basically becoming mayor of Istanbul means you're in charge of one of the most powerful local governments in the world. Yeah. With a population bigger than, pretty much, like, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland combined, I would think, nowadays. Jesus. Like... It's 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 now now it's like what seventeen million people something like that in Istanbul, like that's bigger than most EU member states population wise. Yeah, it's just like becoming mayor of London, Kena. Yeah, except like seventy percent bigger. Yeah, fuck. Imagine Sadiq Khan, but one hundred and seventy percent larger. That's what you get with Erdogan. <laughs> that sounds like I'm doing a horrible bit about them being Muslim. I'm not. Um, I'm really not. But also, I'm excited to see what, what new uh, versions of Scottish racism we're going to get. Oh, yeah, there's going to oh, be novel yeah. forms of that, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, a lot of committed anti-racists are going to be saying a lot of things about a certain oh, person. Oh, boy, yeah. Excited. Cunt on Twitter yesterday talking about how uh, India's finally got its revenge for the British Empire or some mad shit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it will be very funny if Rishi Sunak and Hamza Yousaf have to negotiate the partition of Britain. Yeah, <laughs> I think that I think that would actually be very funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that joke's going to make it in, but <laughs> Look, it, it would it would be funny. And also, um, I'm glad it was Hamza Yousaf who won, and not yeah. the fucking I don't know the the like the Salafist Christian. I'm not, what, what were the other two options? Have, was a, I still have there was to work a turf. There was a turf, and there was an even more insane turf who doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Yeah, the less insane. Well, actually, no. The the turf who doesn't believe in dinosaurs was less insane about the turf stuff than the turf who believes in dinosaurs. Yeah, and that turf wanted to unilaterally declare independence from Britain. Fuck. How can you um? How can you be a turf and not believe in dinosaurs though? What what like emoji do you put in your Twitter bio in that instance? <laughs> Well, I, I don't think they think about it that hard, to be honest, Jamie. <laughs> Gotta be honest with you, mate. I'm is not is sure there an emoji of the devil trying to trick everyone? I think you can't even really use the suffragette colours either. <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> mm. Interesting. Anyway, so some, for something for someone else to think about. So... The military is obviously super mad about this. They force uh, Nezmet and Erbakan to sign. They do what's called the Kubai Memorandum, where they force him to sign a bunch of documents <laughs> saying that he's not going to do certain things at gunpoint, basically. So it's um, like a, a coup, but it, it should have been an email. Yeah, basically, it was an email. 
it, it was originally an email. And look, this is the kind of thing where I need to do a whole episode about it. But just understand that he was effectively deposed. We had an election. The Democratic Left Party won that election. The Republican People's Party fell out of Parliament. Mm-hmm. Um, rip them. But the Democratic Left Party, led by Bulent Ejevit, won. Hey. Uh, and in a close second was the far right nationalist movement party or action party. I don't I don't know how they translate that into English. Mm-hmm. And they were they're now they're not led by Alpastan Turkesh anymore. Hey. They're led by Devlet Bacheli, oh. who is a who is now Erdogan's best friend, uh-huh. a man whose sole ambition and I'm not making this up is to be leader of the opposition. Oh, Every yeah, yeah. election, no matter what the fucking result is, he says, well, clearly there has to be a coalition between the parties that are bigger than us so I can be leader of the opposition. It's like, why? They <laughs> they offered to make this fucker prime minister and he was like, no, 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 you go do a coalition with the AKP. It's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's not fine. That's the whole fucking point. And I'm gonna, you can tell I'm going to get really mad when we get to that particular thing. <laughs> that was the whole fucking point was to get rid of these cunts. That was like the one time that I was ever like, get the Tories out about something. And they said they fucked it. <laughs> but for, probably for the best, because they are not reliable allies, as we'll see. Um, but we ended up with a centre-left, centre-right, far-right coalition, um, which... Which sounds like it's fucking insane, but actually worked surprisingly well. And that coalition was specifically formed to keep uh, Arabakan out of government. Because they were worried there would be a coup, basically. And everyone was like, we don't really want to have a coup happen, because that's not ideal. So we're just going to have... Especially because the economy was, it was kind of in chaos. As we'll see, because the IMF showed up... Oh, our favourite boys. The IMF showed up, and boy did they make Turkey do some austerity. And that austerity was so popular that the Democratic Left Party, who ran on an economically left policy, but also um, there's a reason why they were able to do that coalition with the uh, far right. But they're um, but they they promised to do like relatively decent things. And in fact, at the mayoral level, uh, the one morality they ever held after this, they did actually do some pretty nice left wing stuff. Um, kind of. They just did public transport, which, as we know, is communism, according to Britain. So. Yeah. There you go. Um, but they, but every single MP, every single party that won seats in the previous parliament w- lost every single seat because of the austerity and also yeah. because of the AKP showing up and also because of the Republican People's Party coming back. <laughs> and, and to be fair, because of the 10% um, threshold for winning, which is what they had back then. Well, so it's, then. It's, it's kind of novel from a British perspective to see people actually re- react adversely to austerity and get rid of well, the government. <laughs> it was it was both it was austerity at, and not just their government, the opposition too. <laughs> like, <laughs> they got rid of fucking everyone. But the, um, <laughs> but the but the uh, the thing is the, the the thing is it's not just the austerity. There was a general sense that the country needed to change. And a big part of that was driven by liberal voters being drawn to the AKP because the AKP, um, even though they were led by Erdogan, who couldn't have become prime minister because he'd had a conviction, he couldn't become prime minister. So they had uh, Abdullah Gül become prime minister and then they had to change the law specifically for Erdogan to be able to be an MP. And then they had like the one Turkish by-election ever where Erdogan won with like 87% of the vote or whatever. It was fucking insane. Um, Turkey does not have by-elections very much, just to be very clear about because it, it's a list system. So mm. no, why would you... That doesn't make any fucking sense. But whatever, they fucking... Which, by the way, them fudging it like this should have been a real clue about some things. But anyway, 
liberals were very attracted to the AKP because they were very keen on the European Union at the time. People forget that. They, they were very pro-EU. And part of the split with um, Erbakan was that, you, as people will remember, Erbakan was very anti-EU and anti-Europe, anti-common market as it was at the time. Uh, and, and so that was one of the big splits there. And it pulled liberal, it made liberals comfortable with uh, Erdogan. And the idea was that, you know, it's a younger party, there's less overt Islamism, you know, there are so, you know, and they're like, well, should we be banning women who wear headscarves from going to university? Probably not. Um, There are political reasons why they did that beyond the Islamism, by the way. It's so that the uh, composition of the uh, middle class changes, basically. and also who can be a bureaucrat or a teacher or all of this stuff, because the AKP did not have any people who were favourable to them in the state bureaucracy. Right, I get you. So, so there's, there's, like, there's like creating new political incentives, and part of that is the construction boom and who benefited from the construction boom. They, we used to talk about Anatolian tigers, you know, the cities in Anatolia that were experiencing this construction-based boom in particular. You know, you had new shops, new buildings, uh, um, freshly minted middle class, demand for TVs, fridges, you know, electrification, 100, you know, everywhere. Yeah, just, just thinking that, you know, the, the construction boom and the, you know, new Earthquake. buildings in Anatolia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, definitely not had any second order effects down the line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and by the way, yes, the creation of this new set of this new middle class and the new political incentives therein was responsible for that. Like, significantly responsible for that, in my opinion. But the point was, and as, as, as seems to be lost on Keir Starmer supporters, is to create political incentives that mean that your opponents have to move, right? Mm. Because there is now a freshly minted middle class, now the Republican People's Party, and you see, you see it in their, in their alliance, their electoral alliance, has to try and figure out how to reach that electorate to win elections now. because. Yeah. Remember, when I, I told this story before on the podcast, when I was in um, a place called Bayramich, um, which is a sort of large-ish town in, uh, in Turkey, I was talking to someone because I was just waiting in line to get a pastry, and Turkish people are very chatty, apparently. And he was like, oh, you know, I, I, I like the AKP and stuff like that, because obviously we came to that. And, um, and I was like, yeah, but don't they, like, steal shit from everyone? He's like, look, look at that road. We didn't have that road before the AKP. They might steal, but they built a road. Yeah, well, then there, there was me owned. Yeah, and, uh, what about the bins? The bins are the most important. Well, yeah, no, but, like, what about the bins, right? Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, th- th- we see, like, the major breaks in the, um, in the sort of... The first, like, major issue the AKP have, politically, is in replacing the president. Because back then, the president was picked by parliament, and you had to have a certain number of MPs votes, uh, so that it was quarrels and stuff like that. And basically, the parliament refused to elect Abdullah Gül because they thought he was too closely tied to the AKP. Remember, he was briefly prime minister when Erdogan couldn't be. And they also thought he was too religious. Uh-huh. Now, the funny thing is that Abdullah Gül is now allied to the opposition who thought he was too religious to be president. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Love it. You know, that's, uh, that's kind of fun and interesting. Anyway, <laughs> that's not, I was really worried they'd pick him as their candidate. Anyway, it's not important. Um, but, you know, this, this was not like, but there's a difference between this and the protests I want to talk about, which, if we have time, which is the Gezi Park protest, because 
These protests were not a threat to the state. They were about defending the state from an overthrow, or a perceived overthrow. You know, like murdering Caesar. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was to protect the state, not overthrow it, even though they overthrew it. Oops. Although the, these lot didn't... Yeah, well, oops on the part of Cassius and Brutus, I guess. But these these people... Yeah, it was, it, was not, it was a nice big protest, relatively peaceful, nothing very interesting. And then we'll, we'll talk about the 2013... Because the next big break for them is probably in 2013 and Gezi Park. But now we get to do the actual episode 36 minutes into the recording. Let's dive right in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dive into the actual topic, which I'm going to have to compress a little bit. I mm-hmm. guess what I'll do is I'll do the build-up to Gezi Park. But also we need to talk about the election. So I need to explain how the elections work and what's happened so far. So basically... Erdogan, the president gets to decide when the election happens. The president can just decree the elections happening on this date. And the presidential and parliamentary elections can't be decoupled, so they have to happen at the same time, right? Okay. So far, so simple. So he's called an early election for May 14th. I don't actually see the political advantage to doing this unless he thinks the economy is going to collapse after May 14th, which it might, actually, um, because his, his, his economic fix is kind of like it's just duct tape all the way down it's not gonna last great so that's good yeah uh, be wary of that but what's happened is we have four candidates right we have four candidates for president and i will double check but i think probably four major political alliances that are worth talking about so we'll i guess we'll start with the presidential candidates so obviously presidential candidate number one is erdogan Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, ooh, what a shock. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, but of, of, the thing about Erdogan's candidacy is that he um, he's technically not allowed, I don't think, to run. He's hit term limit, but no one, but only the E-Party, who I don't like, and we'll talk about why I don't like them, are, um, are actually um, opposing, uh, are, like challenging him in court. Um, the court will find that he's able to run, by the way. There's no chance that he's going to be disbarred and i won't go into too much detail on erdogan because we will obviously talk about him in like lots of every episode from now on basically um but he is the he is his party is the akp justice and development party and it's in the people's alliance um, which is abbreviated as like um, which does look like the word come in english (laughs) excellent yeah so it's just like big come (laughs) i'm not even anyway um, so this is, so this is, he's endorsed by that political alliance. It's an alliance of the AKP, um, the MHP, who are the far right party, uh, the BBP, the great union party, who are a more insane version of the MHP, no. if you like. And now recently, um, Yeniden Rafa Partisi has joined, uh, the new welfare party, which you might recognize that word. Uh, this is Erbakan, uh, Fatih Erbakan. This is Erbakan's son? Who's oh. leading a party that's refounded in the name? And there's also a supporting party called Hudapar, which is the Free Cause Party, which is a very complicated thing to talk about. But um, they are a—they're described as like a far-right party. They're really like an Islamist party who support Kurdish minority rights in theory, but are also associated with a group in English called Kurdish Hezbollah. Oh, uh, yeah. 
They are, they, they, it's not, now look, this is unofficial, and there, there's no, like, and no one has, well, it's true, it's true, that's their military <laughs> wing, Kurdish has Quran, <laughs> it's fucking true, okay, everyone fucking knows, like, this is like one of these things where, like, everyone fucking knows, and by the way, this party is insane, it's, it's, I actually kind of really struggle to, to sort of explain this, and, and there's, there's sort of a, a school of thought that they are, um, an op, basically. Well, that Kurdish Hezbollah is an op, and therefore the political wing therein is an op. Because, obviously, the PKK, the notable uh, Kurdish um, militant group in ter- operating in Turkey, is, was communist and is now sort of like a anarchist-ish kind of thing. It's difficult to explain in just a sentence, but... Yeah. In fact, I did a whole other podcast about the PKK, actually. Uh, I was on James's podcast ages ago. Um... And it only came out like a year after we did the <laughs> after we did the recording. Anyway, but yeah, I, I I I talk about it in more detail for an audience of Scottish people and Irish people. Um, but yeah, look, look, the, I'm not going to get into op or not. But the fact is, this political party exists. They're wild. Um, they are at least um, notionally in favour of the constitutional recognition of Kurds in the Kurdish language. Um, this is not, like, new ground for the AKP. The AKP used to be very strong in Kurdish-majority areas. Like, that, very, very strong. Just due to a sort of baseline of religious conservatism? or uh, No, because, well, partially yes, because partially because there is a bit of this social conservatism in these areas. Uh, additionally, because they, uh, they, ex- they represented a significant break with old political parties. Yeah, yeah. They 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 seemed to speak to those issues in a way that was believable to a lot of Kurdish people. Now, obviously, now they all vote for the HDP mm. or whatever, who or whoever they will be at the next day. In fact, I know who they'll be. They'll be the Green Left. I think they're running under the Green Left banner in the parliamentary election. I'll have to double check that. Yeah, they're running under Yeshil Sol, the Green Left Party, who are just a new political party. But anyway, um, but yeah, so this is actually a very curious um, coalition because you obviously have the nationalists who are like. No fucking way are we gonna are we gonna um are we gonna let any Kurdish people sort of have rights? This is a political party that did not recognise Kurdish people existed, legally speaking, until two thousand and three. Uh, or thereabouts. Proper, proper mountain Turks shit, was it? Oh yeah, like I I'm pretty sure it was two thousand three. It was in the two thousands before they even like acknowledged that they existed. And incidentally, funnily, the national the, the this party has always performed better than the Republican People's Party in Kurdish areas. <laughs> Incredible. To be fair, the Republican People Party have it coming. To yeah, be yeah, yeah, like they they have it coming. Like that's not me being like, oh well, why are they not? Well, because the nationalists have, you know, <laughs> presumably done less harm in their time. Yeah, just by virtue of not being in government, I would guess. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it do be like that. So, but that's your that's your People's Alliance. And their candidate is Erdogan. Now, the candidate for the uh, the opposition, main opposition alliance, is Kemal Kılıçdaroğlu, or Turkish Keith, as uh. I've been referring to him. Uh, he is a tax bureaucrat turned politician. Oh, wow, yeah. Yes, he is, a ta- he is quite literally... Uh, you know when Keir Starmer did his line about fiduciary duty? Uh-huh. He is the human embodiment of that line. Oh, dear. Yeah. Now, in fairness, he has after, what, how long has he been the fucking leader of the party? 13 years of being the leader and losing every single election. 
Uh, he has finally learned how to do politics, by the looks of it. <laughs> it took him long enough, but he seems to have clocked onto it. He is now the, the nominated candidate of the Nation Alliance. The Nation Alliance is a bit more complicated, but you can sort of understand that the unifying factor here is that they want a parliamentary system instead of the presidential system that they have. Right. So they, they want the parliamentary system to return, a strengthened parliamentary system. Which is how you can have parties uh, ranging from um, look, the Republican People's Party, who are a very secular, and under Kamala College Star they have at least made noises about, you know, we're centre-left, wink, kind of, but we're not left-wing, we're not left-wing. No, no. Just to be no. very clear. No, 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 we're not left-wing. No, no, absolutely not. Um, and then E-Party, who are led by Mara Akshana, who is a fascist, who was a member of the uh, True Path Party, and then the fa- um, MHP, um, Mehape. And she was the interior minister when the interior minister was in charge of depopulating Kurdish villages in the 90s. Oh, so, fuck. you know, I don't particularly like her, but her party is regarded as like the liberal centrist party. They, 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 they want to extend gay rights in Turkey, but also refuse to they deny the Armenian genocide. So, yeah, like proper girl bullshit. <laughs> Pure fucking liberal brain, by the way. Then you have. All right, I want everyone to brace themselves for this. Okay. The Democrat Party. Ah! <laughs> uh, who are just like your boring, bog-standard, centre-right dickhead party. Then we have the... I don't want to say their English name because their English name's fucking ridiculous. Sadet Partisi, who are the, you know, the, the inheritors of the Erbakan legacy. They are proper miligurish, like, anti-secular Islamists. Mm. Then you have... Um, d- uh, I, want to, I want to know what the ridiculous in English name is, though. Oh, Felicity Party. <laughs> It sounds like the name of a fucking teenage TV show. Yeah, it does, it does sound a bit Disney <laughs> it's, it's, Channel from the nineties. Disney 90s. Channel, yeah. <laughs> fucking, I mean, these people are you think these people are fucking nuts as well. Anyway, I'm <laughs> really like getting my opinions out. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for one of these. Um, then you have uh, Democracy for Atalum Partisi, Democracy and Progress Party, um, not Justice and Development. Uh, led by a former AKP member, Ali Babajan, uh, who was, I think he was a cabinet member under Erdogan, but I'd have, he was deputy prime minister under Erdogan, yeah. Oh. And then foreign minister, and he was actually in charge of the negotiating with the EU for a while until they were, he was replaced by clown man Egemen Bash, who, I mean, <sighs> episodes could be written about how much of a fucking clown that guy is. Anyway, anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get mad again. Let's uh, let's move on. <laughs> um, and then there's the Gelecek Party, which is the Future Party, which is led by former Prime Minister Ahmed Davutoglu. He is the um, I believe the only AKP Prime Minister to lose a majority. Um, without not on purpose. Well, <laughs> everyone did do it on purpose a little bit with the new system, but I guess we'll have to talk about that as well. So, yeah, that's that's fun. Uh, so, so yeah, we're allied with former AKP people. How cool is that? Great. Um, yeah, uh, there's also um, various other political parties that are like not in the alliance but are providing external support because they um, they're either in other lists or they're um, they're just, they're just doing it for presidential elections because they're not like they're running on other lists or they're just not bothered or whatever, like stuff like that. So, you know, uh, centrist... So the, the interesting ones here are the Communist Party of Turkey, oh. um, who, are, who have endorsed Kılıç Darola, uh, the People's Liberation Party, another Communist Party, a Marxist-Leninist Party. Um, nice. The Tur- Workers' Party of Turkey, who um, 
or tip, if you like, just the tip. I shouldn't say that, but the, but they, I believe I believe they got seats in the Turkish Parliament running on the HDP list in the previous um, in the previous election, and and they're part of the HDP alliance. But we'll get to those alliances in a sec. I guess this is just going to be like election prep, and then we'll do all of the events again, but not in such a fast forwardy way. Yeah. Um, there's the a party led by Mustafa Sarugul. That's not a name I've heard in a long while. He was a former mayoral candidate for the Republican People's Party in Istanbul and lost. Um, so real losers coalition here. Then it's the Liberal Democratic Party of stoned dolphin fame. If you, uh, if you oh yes, it. I will draw your attention to the episode notes. Um, if you, yep, yeah, there it is. That is the. I mean, they're part, they're not as based as the logo would imply. No, um, I want to. I want to see that dolphin fight the uh, the bap jaguar. Oh yeah, <laughs> there are a lot of weird Turkish animal party logos. Like Turkish people are very weird about this sort. Oh, of thing. I mean, can we have can we have a Patreon goal where we fund an animated like series with them all getting in adventures? <laughs> Yes, but I, I, I've got to be honest with you. I think it's quite unlikely. Okay, okay. Here's a challenge to the listeners. Um, I will, goals are being taken off Patreon, by the way, just in case anyone was wondering. Um, I got that email. So I don't know how many... We'd have to fund the animation. Animation's expensive unless we get like a Korean sweatshop to do it. And it would have to be a North Korean one on our budget. So, <laughs> um, well, it's true. Um, anyway... Um, P- pivoting to fucking Juche podcast just so and get a discount on it. Yeah, I guess we would have to. Um, I'm not sure how else we would fund it. But yeah. the, um, set a world record for the most ridiculous reason to get cancelled for sweatshop labour. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but I, I don't know what the goal would be. I don't know, like 200. And then we can, I, I have friends who do animation. We could maybe ask them to do a pilot episode and see if people like it. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I'm pretty sure we can find some people that do like you know like fucking blender animation on the cheap. Get oh, any is that a refer- is that a reference to the bonus where we talked about my friend who does blender stuff? Yeah, it That's, might have been. Sounds so car statue, just like a blender dolphin and jaguar, and it's like so. It it's just, also just imagine, imagining it's, this guy is just looking through the logistics of it, and you, you, then what comes out the other end is because they're so used to it, they're boning. <laughs> I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to voice one of the characters clearly. Um, it's it's as, also as a reference. A voice actor. It's Sorry. also a reference to this tweet that I saw in the middle of the record. Oh, oh no. good, oh good. But you, by the way, you know that is very, um, very like early YouTube shit. It's it's like llamas with hats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost read that out. <laughs> oh, I am very glad I did not read that out loud. I don't want to do too much editing with this one. Yeah, um, I've already that's, given myself enough mm, problems. That's seven point eight gigabytes as well. That's quite. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a hefty. Um, okay, so that's a lot of polygons. To, should we get back to candidates? Let's get back to candidates, shall we? Um, so there. So um, if you. So basically, the way you get nominated to be presidential candidate is twenty. Uh, any party group with more than twenty MPs can just nominate someone. Um, the I will note that the HDP have declined to nominate someone. So that's why there's no candidate for them. Uh, Kind of an implicit endorsement of one of the alliances, but I won't... Well, you can guess which one it might be, but they they never explicitly endorse because uh, they don't want to screw them over, basically. Mm. It's always been the way. You know, this is the way it's done. 
Um, so the third, so but you can get you can get on the ballot if you reach a hundred thousand signatures. Uh, you will be pleased to know that the Turkish George Galloway Dor Perinchek has not made it. Yay! He did not make it, so he he can get fucked. Um, but who did make it is the former Republican People's candidate at the last election, Muharrem Inge. Huh. Pictured here, being very bald. Uh, let me just let me just get the picture up. That would have been more effective if I had it yeah. lined up. But here hey. he is being I, very I looked bald. Over, I looked over at Discord and I went like, wow, he's, he's so bald. He's, he's so invisible. bald he doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually tried to become the leader of the Republican People's Party and got owned both times. Uh, and he, he did all right in his in his presidential election. Uh, he was the one who in 2018, everyone was like, or was it 2018 or 2019? Everyone was like, look, he's just like Corbyn. He's got a big crowd and he's he's doing surprisingly well in the polls. And it's like, yeah, but like big crowds are normal in every other country in the world. Like it's only here that that's fucking weird. He also just looks like the sort of guy that just kind of gets ejected from a wedding reception for getting too drunk. Oh, I'll tell you what. Actually, there was a funny joke someone told about him at a wedding I went to. Um, which, <laughs> um, so his party's official ideologies are, um, are basically Kemalism. Uh, it's the Memleket Party, the Homeland Party. Um, I don't think that's true or verified, but uh, the one, one of the ones they've put there. But the pro-European as well, vaguely, but just generally centre-left. The slogan is Homeland Justice, Conscience, and Jobs for the Jobless. Uh, oh. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm feeling... I'm not feeling a lot of it, but, you know. The Employment Party. The Employment... I mean, to be fair, that was a party once. <laughs> jobs course, jobs for course. the Jobless... Jobs for the Jobless seems, like, fraught with rhetorical danger. Because yes, that is... Want, that is do you the... not want jobs for the people with jobs as well? So I'm gonna. Or do they have to give their jobs to the jobless? That's yeah. We all have to share jobs. Um. So anyway, the night shift for the podcast will be coming in in a bit. So yeah. we need to we need to we need to pick up the pace. So here's the here's the deal with Muharram Inja. Here's a joke. Um. We're talking about Muharram Inja, and uh, someone said, "Oh, he's a physics teacher." And then someone jumped in and said, "Yeah, well, if he was any good at physics, he'd be a physicist, not a physics teacher." <laughs> Just like, <laughs> came in and bodied him. Why he was running for president. And um, I was at the time very unemployed. And so I was, and uh, people who don't know, I have a physics degree. I have two physics degrees, actually. Um, I wasted a lot of my time on that shit. I was like considering becoming a physics teacher. And I was like, wow, if this is how people react to that, I'm not going to fucking bother. <laughs> I ain't going to fucking bother with that shit. <laughs> anyway, the final candidate. That's, um, that's like, reminds me of a mate of mine who was, uh, we were working on like together on this job and they were my manager. Mm-hmm. And then they were going to quit to become a teacher, so I got to like get their job. And then immediately, like my one of my first acts once I was like officially like fucking given the job was to hire them back in my old job because they decided like they they were going to become a teacher and they were all set for it. And then some teachers that you went don't it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> some jobs for the jobless strikes yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I was um, oh God um, I was trying to keep us on track, but I completely fucked it. Um, yeah, yeah. So the final candidate should give you job a, to the jobless. <laughs> yeah, is a former member of the Nationalist Movement Party. They do seem to be quite uh, popular. Uh, a gentleman called Sinan Oan, um, who got his hundred thousand signatures. He is part of the Atta Alliance, Atta Ittifaka, or the Ancestral Alliance, as it's translated into English. Ooh. Uh, it will not surprise you to know that this, he is an independent, he's not running under a party banner, whereas um, Muharram Inja is running under the Memlekat Party Saban. Um, so that will appear next to his name, presumably. Um, th- he is running, the Ancestral Alliance is a far-right alliance of cunts, basically. Oh, the, of course. 
the the main party you need to be aware of here, and that will be the subject of probably. Why is it pisses me the fuck off? Um, why is it whenever sorry. anyone talks about like their ancestors and stuff, they're always just on some fascist shit? Why is it never like, oh, we should honor our ancestors by living in a tree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this um this part, the one of the main party endorsing him is Zafar Partisi, the Victory Party, who is yet again led by a fella who appears to be uh, challenged follically and politically and physically. Uh, there he is, Umut Ozdar. I fucking hate this guy, but we don't have time for me to like explain <laughs> the specifics of why I hate him. But just know that he's a cunt, and he's properly trying. He's basically one of the reasons try- um, Turkey is like inflamed and inflamed its imported uh, anti-refugee discourse. Oh, I really, really fucking hate this guy. He he looks like a a, um, he looks like a bloke I used to work with in the nineties. Who was he like looks, the yeah. most fucking Baz guy you've ever fucking mm. met? Turkish Baz. Is, yeah, I feel bad for my uh, for my aunt's husband who's called Umit now um, because that's now the Turkish Baz name in my head. <laughs> oh god. So uh, he was a member of the E Party, the Good Party, is that he was a member of the Liberal Centrist Party, and then he founded a far right party. How weird is that? I know. Oh, how does it? How does this keep happening? How does this happen? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just looking at him, and it's like love populism, love nationalism. Don't fucking like it, etc. Yeah. Uh, again, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, he is a nasty fucking dickhead. He also has very nasty... I mean, bearing in mind that the liberal centrist party he departed from um, believe, denies the Armenian genocide. You can imagine Ooh. how much more nasty this guy is than that. Jesus. I fucking hate this cunt. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. Um, he, hopefully they won't even be fucking relevant to the conversation as the election goes on. Let's, pr- let's just hope they just stay well clear of the, um, of the threshold and Sinan Oan gets humiliated. Hopefully he gets below Muharram Inja because he's a fucking clown as well. Anyway, uh, the parliamentary election. So I've already explained um, a lot of the, of the alliances. But there are two other alliances. Well, there's one other alliance that currently has parliamentary seats. Uh, which is the Labour and Freedom Alliance, which is the HDP Alliance, but they will not be running as the HDP um, for reasons. And yeah, this this alliance includes, you know, the HDP or Green Left as they are now, uh, the Workers' Party of Turkey, you know, uh, because this alliance didn't endorse a presidential candidate, you know, they get to endorse Kılıçdaroğlu, all that's fine. Uh, a party that is called the Labour Party, huh. but is not, is not that Labour Party, uh, the Labourist Movement Party, Oh boy. Who is not Labourist in the British sense, just to be very clear. Uh, and the Social Freedom Party, or TUP, or which looks like TOP in English. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, there, actually, there are a lot of other parties in it, but those are the ones that are highlighted. But I guess of interest in particular to us will be the Green Left, which is the list that they will be running under because they think they're going to get banned, and they might get banned, to be honest. And of the other ones that are of note, ah, well, I guess for name alone, Revolutionary Socialist Workers' Party. Not that kind of Socialist Workers' Party, just to be very clear. Actually, <laughs> it, is that, it is that kind. I was just messing with you. It is exactly that kind. Oh, they no. Are, they are a third camp Trotskyist party. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> but, okay, I guess, I guess for the sake of fun, let's do one fight. I guess because like, I've eaten up the entire episode with alliances. Let's do the one interesting alliance, the Union of Socialist Forces. Yeah. Let's talk about them. So, 
they are composed of the Turkish Communist Party of um, winning in, Tunj- in um, Dersim fame. So they're the ones who have the, uh, the mayor, the very cool mayor in Dersim. Nice. So, yeah, good for them. Uh, they are, um, well, you know, they're just your, your, your bog-standard party that cleaves to Marxism-Leninism and um, is pretty anti-clerical, apparently. It's worth noting, apparently. Um, they're also, they also have the Sol Party, Left Party, which founded out of the Freedom and Democracy Party, I would think. And, yeah, this part... So do you remember all of that chaos in the 70s and 60s? Uh-huh. And all the groups that were doing it? This party kind of descends its ideological lineage from there. Right, so is this, what, is it like sort of Turkish New Left kind of, or...? Yeah, it's, it's, um... I'm trying not to say it, <laughs> but it's, but it, you, it, a, a close look would determine that maybe they are very close to certain groups in Turkey that are currently active. Aha. Uh-huh. A close look at it would imply that. Gotcha. But they are very much of the legacy of groups that are, you know, like Devyol, Devsol, Devgench, those sorts of groups that existed in the 70s. Anyway. Um, 70s and 60s. And then uh, the other two are very sort of minor parties uh, that are in the alliance, the Communist Movement of Turkey and the Revolution Movement. Um, Marxist-Leninists. Marxist-Leninists. Like, Marxist-Leninism with Turkish characteristics, if you like. Nice. And there are t- And there are two um, supporting political parties, the Workers' Peasants' Party of Turkey, which is a left Kemalist party that sort of tries to do scientific socialism as part of its program. Cool. And then there's the Socialist Workers' Party of Turkey, which is not not that kind of party. It is an anti-revisionist Marxist-Leninist party, apparently. Hmm. That alliance will not win any seats, I believe. I do do not believe this alliance will win seats, but uh, but the point is not necessary to win bourgeois office, I guess. I'm, I'm waiting for them to absolutely sweep the election just oh, to give you a liar, you know? You know what? If they do, fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either them or, like, the, the HDP. Either way, I'm just, you know... I don't want it to be the fucking AKP or really the Republican People's Party alliance either. Because they're full of cunts as well. But the, uh, but the threshold for this... So, uh, people will have heard of the famous Turkish election threshold. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was 10%, is now 7%. So the HDP, even if they weren't in an alliance, would... Uh, would win. Would would win seats. Uh, and I'm just looking at the polls since the election uh, was called. One party is like surging from like the really small parties, but I have no clue who it is because there are like eight million political parties on this graph. Yeah. Because it's fucking Turkey. Look at this fucking graph. How am I meant to read this shit? Look at this fucking terrible graph. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. This is how many. You think it's bad in Britain? So is that is that MP? Is it? Oh, Memleket Partisi. Oh, I don't. Mohamed I don't want to. Oh, fucking Christ! I don't want to start a beef with like statisticians or anything. Why are the fucking dots all over that man? A graph's just meant oh, to be, be- like, one line. Oh, because that's the polls that have been taken, right? Oh, are these like sort of. Mm, it's a rolling it... average. Yeah, God, this, isn't, this isn't. This isn't like data journalism. This is an art project. Stop fucking around with it. Just give me a, <laughs> okay, give me a well, fucking I mean... bar chart or something. I can read yeah, that. So... So it is. It is the Memleket party. I'm too fair. Bar chart is the usual way it's presented um, on on like Turkish Twitter anyway. 
But yeah, they are the one who's surging. They might get, I don't know, if they keep it up, they might get to 7%. Obviously, the far right party, the Mehepair, are below the threshold. That doesn't matter, because if you're in an alliance, as long as it gets more than 10% of the votes, and you get the votes in the right places, you get seats. Yeah. Just to be very clear, that's why the alliance system was originally brought in to, um, basically to make sure the me it was basically part of the deal for Mehepair support was that this alliance system would come in and it would bail them out because they were disgustingly unpopular and still relatively speaking are. You know what um, that um, you know what that graph looks like to me. Yeah. It's like when we were playing Stellaris and I would say, oh, how do I figure, I can't figure out how to do like X and people would go, you go into this screen and then something like that would come up and I'd just go, oh, okay, and decide to ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, so no. From the looks of this graph, it looks like, um, I'm not even going to pronounce it, the, the MP guys are taking off the, the AYIP guys. <laughs> the E-Party, e E-Party, yeah. 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 Um, it's a little bit, so what I, uh, it's a little bit complicated because we'd have to look pollster to pollster, but it does look like that is, um, that the E-Party is leaking votes. Like, there were times when they were polling very high and I was like, I don't want them to poll this high, I hate the party, I want them to fuck off. Um, it does look like they're leaking from, like, the nationalist side of that, the liberal oh. nationalists. Um, yeah. could... But the E Party will um, will win uh, will win uh, seats. They will win seats. They're concentrated sufficiently efficiently to win seats, even if they lose votes. So you know, good for them. Uh, the more interesting thing, I don't think they're going to get past seven percent. I think there's always a party that like surges. Look, you can see it in the past on that graph that like yeah, South had a little surge, and maybe it's different because it's an election. But I don't think it is. I think. Turkish people, Turkish voters are like very used to the to the uh, boundary mattering, mm. and so they, they. I suspect anyone who's swinging between like the HDP, you know, the E Party or the Nationalists, and like any of the small ones will panic at the last second and swing back. Yeah, it does often happen. HDP always overperforms polls, like always, always, always overperform them. Basically, the first election they were expected to get like bang on ten, they got thirteen point five. Oh, I love to see it. And yeah, and they beat the fascists into fourth place. So yeah. it was a good fun. That was a fun. That was the election. Fourth place is um, fourth place is a is a good place to beat the fascists into if you can't manage a fine paced, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be like that. I'm afraid at that time, and still <laughs> is. Um. Sadly. Yeah. But, all right. Well, uh, I didn't really get to talk about the thing I wanted to talk about. Damn it. But that means that I guess I was right. There are three episodes left. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Um, okay. I'm going to have to squeeze a decade of discourse into... Uh, a decade of politics into probably about 120 minutes. Ah, Can I do it? It's doable. It's doable, yeah. right? We might, have can... to, we might have to switch back to doing the bonus after the main episode in order to maintain focus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I don't want to do that. That's boring. Nah. <laughs> um, we'll, just do it way, on, if... we'll just do it on hard mode. We'll spend an hour talking about whatever the fuck we were talking about in the what was ostensibly the bonus, and then uh, <laughs> just effortlessly like slide right into talking about whatever the fuck we've just spent like an hour talking about here that wasn't the oh. episode. Yeah, well, anyway, it's election time, everyone. Yeah. Uh, I guess that means we're going to be boring for a bit, and I will talk <laughs> about some history, probably. I don't know. Maybe. 
Um, so I'm so I'm so. It's just you can tell you like you can tell that I I've just dawned. It's just dawned on me how screwed I am. How, like, how badly I fucked it on this one. Oh well, it'll be, it'll the be final fun. episode before the election is going to be four hours. Oh, yeah, the, yeah yes. the final episode before the election i'm gonna show up on speed and just fucking <laughs> like like attempt to do this like uh yeah just mute the mute both of us so you don't get distracted yeah. just batter in right <laughs> yeah i actually i actually did that that for you at one point i muted my muted my fucking mic so that i could fill my water bottle without distracting anyone and then because i'm like whacked out on fucking painkillers forgot that it was like that and i was sitting here for like probably half an hour in the middle of this episode going jesus my pat has just not landed today <laughs> <laughs> oh no anyway anyway we should we should wrap this up yeah i've got to be on fucking to... practice cast in half an hour they're getting better yeah, again I, I... Yeah, I have to. I have to get. Um, I have to make a dinner. So, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed that, even though we didn't do any of the things I well, okay, that's a lie. We did two thirds of the things I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, that's not. That's not me. I, I don't want to be negative. I, I'm in a good headspace. And so anyway, who, who who are you to criticize? You didn't pay to get in. Yeah, that's yeah. Um, <laughs> but if you did want to pay to get in, yeah, uh, you can listen to our much more laser focused <laughs> bonus version. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely stuck to the topic. I yeah, even we learned fucking... so much about Eurovision. I, I couldn't even fucking say that without laughing. All right, well, <laughs> look, it was a fun. It was a fun episode anyway, and all the bonuses are really good fun because yeah, they are more chaotic. Yep. If Love you it. thought it was possible, well, guess what? It is. Anyway, we'll see everyone. Yeah. Catches after. Bye. Up.